Hey everyone, this is Ryan. I just wanted to do a real short intro before the episode starts because uh, in this episode, John and Chuck and myself tried using a new uh, recorder website type thing called Ringer. Uh, it's still in beta tests and everything else. Uh, we just wanted to give it a try. And for most of this episode, I believe you, it works just fine. You, the recording was fine and everything else. Uh, but as the episode goes on, you'll definitely notice that uh, John is answering stuff before it's asked. Uh, same thing with Chuck and, and myself. It's it There was definitely some delays in the recording at some point through this. And uh, Chuck did some firing range questions for us at the end of the episode. And you'll hear John's answers before Chuck even answers it. Um, I think the episode's still really good. There's still a lot of good information. Most of the time you can hear us just fine. But I wanted to give you guys a heads up because, yeah, there is a point where it's just like, wait, what's going on? Why am I hearing this? Why am I hearing that? Um, so hopefully you'll still be able to enjoy the episode. I still wanted to put it out there. There was just no way everything records on one stream. So there was no way for me to really rework the episode. Uh, so when I would record through Skype, I would a lot of times have multiple lines. Uh, I'd have one line that was me recorded. And the other line would be anyone else that was on the call. And a lot of times I could manipulate that if the timing was off or something like that. With this, it all came out in one line. There was really no way for me to manipulate it. I grabbed a couple things here and there and tried to rework it. But that was the best I could do. Uh, I hope you guys do still enjoy the episode. Uh, sorry for that. I don't know if we'll use this again in the future or test it again. I'm just not sure. Uh, I certainly don't want to put out episodes like this where it's uh, the recording is, is off because it just doesn't do you guys any good, doesn't do us any good. But uh hope you enjoyed this, the episode anyways. There's a lot of good information. And uh, hope to see you all in Baltimore. Take care. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend.
Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 212. Please sign my RHP. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. I love not telling you guys the titles of these episodes. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, uh, you need to go back in the Star Joe's history to find out what RHP stands for. Uh, but it's a, it's a long... Uh, history with the show and it came from, uh, what's on Joe mind when we had those guys on. So, uh, I thought it'd be appropriate for the topic of this episode. Uh, we're going to mostly talk about, uh, uh, conventions and how to prepare for them, but, and specifically, how do you prepare for, and like each of us individually, how do we usually prepare for, like, if you want to get autographs, you want to get commissions done, uh, you want to meet certain guests, uh, things like that, different creators and everything else. Like what, what do we do? from our experiences, what seems to work best, what seems to, um, what doesn't seem to work. That's also a good thing to point out. <laughs> um, cause I think we've all had our share of those things or seen people that have done the wrong thing. Um, so, and so this is basically like, we've done this almost every year. Uh, it's kind of like our annual, how to prepare for a convention. And I did have a couple people request us doing something like this. And this year at Baltimore, I have a, a friend that's coming for the very first time to Baltimore, uh, a work friend of mine. So he said he's very eager to hear this episode because he he's like, I, I don't really know how he, I don't think he's been to a convention this size before. So um, before we get into that, uh, how, have, how have you guys been? Chuck, uh, it's awesome to have you back on. Uh, I did tell the listeners it was not going to be that long before we had you back on. So I was, I was excited that you could join us tonight. How have things been going for you? Yeah, I'm I'm doing well. I made parole, so I'm out. <laughs> Able to join the team. I'm No, it's it's nice to get back in recording and back in the swing of things, I guess. Not every episode, but uh every so often I'll grace the uh airwaves here. Yeah. And uh I to- I had a lot of people that reached out and said it sounded like old times when uh, listening to that episode of, of you and me just bantering back and forth. So I was like, well, it felt like old times. So. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, it definitely did. I, um, I actually listened back at it and I w- told a couple people it felt like, uh, the way it used to be the, the old times and stuff like that. Not that the new stuff isn't bad, but it, it just, it was different. So it, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not to get sappy on it, but it felt good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John, how you been doing? How's, uh, how's, uh, the podcast? The alternate podcast life going for you. Alternate podcast is staying super busy. I have to say, though, before we go too far, I think this is the first time the three of us have recorded since episode 75. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm almost certain. I'm almost certain it's the case because, Chuck, I don't think we've ever done a show like this together. I, I cannot remember if we have. I don't think we ever did. So I don't probably, think it's so. It's a lot yeah. of fun for me. But as the sellout of the group, yeah, man, I'm doing great. Uh, the HR social or half hour podcast is doing great. Uh, I actually just got uh, word I'm going to be speaking at a podcast conference in November, which is super exciting and wow. really cool. And never would have, uh, never would have happened if I didn't start here at some in, in that adventure. And, uh, yeah, man. So things are, things are really good. Things are very, uh, hopping there and lots of, uh, lots of shows recording, lots of, uh, lots of good things. And yeah, like I said, if I'm going to sell out, I'm going to do it as best I can. <laughs> and that's never yeah, well, a bad cool. thing. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> it's never a bad thing to sell out, at least not in Chuck in my, Chuck in my eyes. So <laughs> no, not at all. John, John's big time though. 
Oh, no, that's awesome, though. <laughs> that's awesome. Though. I'm very excited for you. I'm looking forward to hearing how that goes for you and everything. So, um, is this a long, uh, another person in the long list of people who won't talk to us soon? <laughs> <laughs> I, trust me, for, trust me, man. That's not the case. I, I I know it could go away at any minute, and I'm so very thankful that my wife laughs at all of it and realizes how silly sometimes it sounds. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So that's, uh, like I said, just a lot of, a lot of exciting stuff happening. And I'm excited that, uh, excited we're going to be getting together soon. Very cool. And yeah. So, uh, so let's, uh, I, I know John, uh, you certainly wanted to talk about this. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to save it till the end because I don't want to end on a sad note, but it's certainly something that we should talk about, uh, which is we lost, unfortunately, and it seems like it's going to happen. <laughs> Sadly, like we talked about many times, it's going to happen more and more as the years go on. Uh, lost another great actor and a great, uh, influential actor, I would definitely say, uh, in, uh, Mr. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. I got a text from Shannon last Thursday, I guess it was whatever the day, whatever day he passed. I got a text from him that said the snowman and the bandit are back together. And I lost it. I'm not going to lie. I got yeah. really, really emotional. Uh, listen, Burt Reynolds was a force to be reckoned with. He was not just a, he certainly wasn't just an 80 star. He was a 60 star, a 70 star, a 90 star kind of made a comeback. And uh, I have not seen the last movie he did yet, but I know it's on Amazon. I need to, I need to see it. Uh, he made obviously one of the greatest films ever in Smokey and the Bandit. Oh yeah. He made Smokey and the Bandit too. He's in Smokey and the Bandit 3, but we don't talk about that. But <laughs> no, Cannonball no. Run. Cannonball, Cannonball Run, run too. Yeah. Gator, Hooper, Sharky's Machine, Heat. Oh, man. Come Stroker on, Ace. Stroker Ace. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. that was in my top five of that year. Yeah. Uh, the Longest Yard. Yeah. yeah he, he was extremely influential. And from all things that I've ever heard, especially the, some of the stories that Shannon has, knowing, you know, because he knew Jerry Reed. He had some Burt Reynolds stories and he just sounded like a hell of a guy. And I, for one, uh, was very, very upset and I'm going to miss him. And yeah, it's, uh, like you said, it's certainly not the end of this, but, uh, but it was one that I wanted to mention, even though he's not necessarily Star Joe's related. He certainly was in a lot of stuff that particularly in the eighties that we know and love or even the late seventies like Smokey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, just wish him Godspeed. And I'm trying to remember, was he in the, did, didn't he also appear in the remake of the longest yard? Like he did. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. Cause I, I think- actually just heard a podcast with the guy who directed the remake and they were talking about, this was right after he, he died and they were talking about, uh, I guess at some point he gets sacked by Brian Bosworth. Yes. And they kept telling him, they said, Hey, you know, you got to let the, you got to let your stunt double do, you got to let your stunt double. And he told that director, he's like, no, man, I need to do this. I got it. You got to let me do this. And he did it. And he said, so Bosworth tackled him. And after it was over, he went over and he would, you know, he said Bosworth backed off a little bit, but Burt Reynolds looked at him and he goes, you just added 10 years to my life. Oh, that's awesome. So, nice. yeah. So anyway, it was pretty, pretty damn cool. Yeah. It, it's, he was definitely one of those ones uh, while I didn't, have as much of an emotional reaction as, as you did, John, but I expected that, uh, for, for you, for sure. Um, he was definitely one that when I heard that he had passed, it, it kind of was like a gut punch. Cause I was like, wow, didn't, was not 
ready or expecting that. Like, cause you, you often hear like, Oh, this, this actor is not doing well. This one, you know, this one's sick or something like that. But with him, I didn't know anything that was going on with him. And, and then also just to hear that, I was like, wow, that I wasn't, I really wasn't ready to hear that. <laughs> so, um, well, it also goes back to what we've always talked about. And that is if you get the chance to meet people, go meet him. He actually did one convention last year. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately it was in PA. It was a little too far away, but you know, I was like, Oh man, you know, that would have been my shot. And of course it, it wasn't necessarily realistic, but if it is realistic, if it is close, if it is affordable, yeah. go do it. Yeah. So you, you know, you, you know, you did. And I will say with, uh, with Baltimore coming up, I actually looked at the media guest list just for the heck of it. And I didn't realize Aaron Gray is going to be there. Uh, and you know, I grew up with Buck Rogers and I grew up with silver spoons and I was just like, and I looked and the prices for her are not bad. It's like 40 bucks for an autograph, a hundred bucks. If you want an autograph and a photo, I was like, I don't know. I might, might have to think about that one. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's um, not bad. 40 bucks. Yeah. Get her to sign something. And yeah, I was, uh, uh, when I heard about Burt Reynolds, I was a little sad too. Not, you know, too terribly emotional, but like you said, it was like a gut punch. Like, oh man, not, not the bandit, right. not the bandit. Yeah. But yeah. And then, uh, I guess they're doing a, um, like a documentary on his life or something. Oh, that's so, awesome. um, we'll get to see that. But yeah, I was in the mood after he passed away. After I heard about it, I was like, man, I got to watch smoking the bandit again. Cause it's such a great movie. Nice. It's going to be the, uh, unfortunately, the show will come out afterwards, but we will have done another Weepy Joe Cinema live tweeting uh, of that. Uh, me and Brian Shearer and hopefully Shannon and probably some other people that are listening now. We've put it out there that we're going to be doing that. I, yeah. uh, it's always fun. This one's going to be, it'll be fun and a little bittersweet. But uh, yeah. yeah, like I said, he he, uh, he was the man. Oh, yeah. yeah. You gotta get uh, you gotta get Brian to draw you uh, Burt Reynolds as the bandit with the Trans Am sketch. That'd be. Uh, awesome. I gotta get I gotta get Shannon to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. either one, one of them. like maybe because yeah, I'm you know yeah you know I've always had always toyed with this second sketchbook idea and it would just be stuff that I know people are super into and that's that's one of those yeah like yeah it's it's definitely on the list of things I've thought about. It's nice. a good idea for a sketchbook. I like that. Um, just so, totally random stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that, that leads into, uh, our main topic, uh, which is, uh, talking about preparing for conventions, preparing for, uh, getting commissions, getting sketches, getting autographs, meeting guests, meeting, uh, creators, things like that. Uh, we do have Baltimore coming up. Um, and, uh, I know both of you have been to Baltimore quite a few times, myself and, uh, included. And, uh, I guess uh, kicking things off when, when it comes to that, like how do you guys prepare for the guest list? Like when you, like when do you start looking at the guest list for a convention? Uh, how often do you check back? Like how do you start preparing with that guest list for you personally? Uh, first of all, just save money. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, when the when the convention's announced and they they do like a, a a guest list, you check it, you know, as soon as it comes out because a lot of us are, uh, we like the Facebook page of the convention or something like that, or we'll see some uh, of our friends tweet about it or 
uh, artists that we know who are going there, who we're friends with, they'll put it on Facebook or tweet about it. We'll, we'll come across the guest list. We'll check it initially, and then we'll uh, we'll check it periodically, like once or twice a month leading up to the convention. And then the week of the convention, you're checking it almost every other day just to see if some people are added or some people dropped out. Because some people, because of uh, other commitments or health issues or, you know, whatever have you, personal illness, they'll, they'll, they'll bow out and you just adjust accordingly. Yeah. John, how do, how do you typically, when it comes to the guest list, what do you, how do you usually tackle that yourself? I've really changed over the years. It used to be, I used to be like that and I would look as soon as it was announced and then all the time. But you know what? It's gotten to be so much more about the people I know and who I want to see than necessarily meeting creators anymore. Mm-hmm. Then I'll look. So I've looked at Baltimore twice and I'll look when they announce the, the actual map and see, but you know, um, yeah, I'll look just to see if there's somebody new or somebody that's not necessarily attended. And, you know, we're really fortunate. Baltimore is a great creator show, creator focus yeah. show. Yeah. And that, you know, they get a lot of good, you know, silver age folks still and, and, and the modern creators as well. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not nearly as intent. I, like I said, I used to read it all the time. Pretty much now I'll go in there and look, I'll, I'll track on Twitter. I'll follow the BCC 2018 or Baltimore Comic Con 2018 hashtag. That's a great way to see artists kind of, some of them are announcing their prices pre-show if they're doing yeah. pre pre-show commissions and that kind of thing. They're doing that on, uh, they're really doing it all across. I mean, the hashtags are used everywhere now. So certainly look at Instagram uh, and Facebook as well, but that's a good way to kind of figure out what's going on and see, I think to Chuck's point, you know, get your money saved up, try to get an idea. If you're curious, you know, you can always message some of these creators and say, Hey, what, what are your rates? What are you charging? What's your sketch look sketch list look like? Some creators don't sketch at shows anymore. Yeah. And you have to be prepared for that too. And don't take it personally. It's just, that's not what they're doing. And right. you have especially, to be prepared especially for that. If, so. Especially if they're the hot uh, commodity at the time, they're right. likely not to be sketching because, for the simple fact that they are going to have such a long line that all they can do is do autographs and meet people. So that's right. That's right. Don't, don't be offended by it. Now for me personally, uh, what I do is I'll check out, uh, the guest list maybe three to six months before the actual convention because stuff get to Chuck to your point stuff does get shuffled around sometimes especially uh, early on and you'll hear like oh big name's coming then you hear oh that big name's not coming and then uh, and if you're somebody that wants to try to maybe get a commission done before even going to the convention I'd say three to six months is a good time to kind of look at the list because you can then reach out to the, the creator and say, Hey, is it possible for you to, to do a commission uh, that I can pick up at the convention? Uh, some will do that. Some won't. And, and it's fine either way. Uh, don't be pushy or anything like that, but it, it, it never hurts to reach out and just say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be at Baltimore. You know, I'm just going to use Baltimore as an example. I'm going to be at Baltimore. I see you're going to be there as a guest. Uh, is it possible to get a commission from you that I could pick up from you at Baltimore? Um, because sometimes it's hard to get on someone's list at the convention, uh, depending on who they are. Um, now is about the time when I really look at the guest list. Uh, we're about two weeks out from the convention uh, because most of the people that have committed and dropped out that the coming and going has kind of happened for the most part. 
So now is when I really take a, a good look at it and go, okay, who do I want to meet? What creators do I want to meet? What do I want to bring with me to get signed? Um, and we'll get into a little bit of that later. Um, and then I always look one or two days before I'm actually leaving uh, for the convention because there is going to be last minute dropouts <laughs> and uh, you don't want to bring something. I, I've had this happen enough times with me where I brought something with me because I thought a creator was going to be there and found out that he dropped out like three or four days before the convention or she. Um, so that's kind of the rule I follow now just from trial and error of previous years. Uh, so like I said, now is when I'm really looking at the the guest list intently and seeing like, okay, who, who's going to be there? What do I have of theirs? Is it going to be, and is it going to be worth me bringing that with me? Because I will tell you the other thing that is, and I've been way guilty of this many times. And I, I think some of both of you guys maybe have been maybe at one time as well, maybe not, um, is it is so easy when you're early on going to the conventions to overload yourself with bringing too much to get signed. Um, you know, you, you can bring too many comics, too many books and everything else and think you're going to get them all signed by all the creators that are there. And you don't have that kind of time, especially if you do want to spend some time with friends, especially if you do want to do some bin diving and everything else. So I've every year I've limited myself even more and more to how much I bring with me. Um, and I think this year I'll, I'll have probably the least amount that I'm bringing with me uh, to actually have signed because I've, I've had other things signed by a lot of these creators are going to be there. So there's there's like a handful of, of people that I still want to meet and get something signed by them. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Sometimes you bring too much and it's it's extra room in the car. Not to mention you're probably going down with a couple of friends and they have stuff and then you're going to buy stuff there and you're going to take it back. And it's it. it it's just uh, a lot of extra unneeded room in the car. It's taking up valuable real estate. And not and to your to your point, you do go there sometimes to get things signed, but do you go there too to have fun with friends? And like you said, you're going to look at other things or go to a panel or do some comic bend diving. So time, it, it does get away from you. You'll think like, oh man, the show opens up at eight or nine o'clock. And then by like five o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, where did the day go? You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that especially that um, Saturday can fly by <laughs> like nobody's business. Um, yeah. And uh, now when it comes to that, like, uh, John, I know you don't really get really anything signed. I mean, I, I think you kind of been there, done that uh, type of thing at this point. Uh, Chuck, you sometimes get stuff signed, maybe not so much anymore, but I know in the past you have like, what things do you like getting signed now versus maybe a few years ago? Like what, what did you do a few years ago versus what you might do now as far as getting an autograph from someone? Like what types of things do you select to get signed? Um, yeah, pretty much before I was like anything I had by that person, I just wanted to get signed, but not like every issue of, you know, Spider-Man, what I bring to Dan slot or something like that. But, you select a certain issues that you liked or certain ones that were your favorite, or maybe you have a nice hardcover or, you know, nice trade and you, you get that signed and, you know, one or two pieces, you know, don't be there all day taking up the time. And you, it just helps out the other people in the line too, because you're only getting a limited number of things signed. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I like my stuff personalized, didn't, mm -hmm. you know, just little extras, you know, to Chuck, you know, best wishes, whatever. 
I don't know, that's just me. I, I like to keep it. I don't want to get rid of it. That's why I'm yeah. having them sign it. And I will say, and I think you've experienced this too, Chuck, like um, if you get something personalized, the creator is more likely to appreciate that because they know it's for you then. And so yeah. I've, I've actually experienced where sometimes they do a little extra because it's personalized because they know it's, it's for right. You. Yeah. Yeah, they'll throw like a little saying or something in there. Or they'll put a little, little head sketch of something in yeah, there for you because yeah. you know they're not going to flip it on eBay or something. But yeah. the only time I break the rule is like if Mark Wade's going to be at a show. I, I just tend to get almost everything I have signed by Mark <laughs> Wade. <laughs> um, yeah, and I and I've definitely changed. I like you said, Chuck. When I first started, I got you know if whoever was going to be there. I I tried to find what comics I had of theirs. And yeah. I have really gotten away from having comics signed at this point. Like I, I don't even think I'm even bringing a comic to have signed. That, and I don't bring trades to get signed anymore. I did that for a little bit. I bring now. I bring. I try to bring some nice hardcover that I have. So uh, because yeah. I, I know I'm going to hold on to those longer. They keep their value longer. It shows the creator that I invested. Probably, I guess invested more money into into them. Cause I actually have had creators say that like, Oh, you got the nice collection here. Um, and, uh, and I've had them do nice things because of that. Um, like I think I had Greg Pactra, uh, even though he's not an artist, he drew a Hulk inside my planet Hulk, uh, hardcover. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And, uh, but yeah, so I, I'll bring like a couple hardcovers. It's really nice when you have, especially if you have a hardcover collection where you there's multiple creators that worked on it, because then you just have to bring one book with you. Uh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you get them all to sign it. Yeah, I still like getting single issues signed because I I buy the uh, the little holders for the single issues, and yeah. sometimes I'll put them up on a wall and display them like that. But I still like single issue signed. Yeah, the uh, the one thing I like I love bringing with me to have signed, but it's a pain in the ass to carry. Is I do like bringing my Marvel covers uh, artist edition because there's oh, so yeah. much room to get stuff signed in it, and there's usually at least one or two creators that are going to be there that have done work in it. Um, but it is a pain in the ass to carry around all day. Uh, so I usually will bring that with me, go to that creator right away, get that signed and then take it back to the hotel room. And I don't have to deal with it the whole rest of the convention. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and I will say to your point, when it comes to, like you said, you have holders for uh, your, your comics for your display purposes. It just reminded me, it's good also to, if you're going to have something signed like a comic or something like that, bring something that protects it. So whether it's a bag and just a bag and board, or you get one of those slip, uh, uh, those, you know, vinyl slip things that you can put them in and just to keep them protected because otherwise they're going to get banged up and beat up and everything else. Yeah. If you're not bringing your portfolio to put sketches in or put like, um, uh, prints or stuff in, definitely get the plastic lucite holders yeah. to protect everything. You don't want to, you know, pay money for a print or something like that or a sketch and then have it, you know, damaged and dinged up on the ride home or, the or convention torn. back to the hotel room. Yeah, torn, yeah. That'd be the so worst. You might one. <laughs> have to spend, you know, five, ten bucks to get it protected, but at least it'll be protected, it'll be nice. And yeah. we all know in this hobby everybody likes to keep everything nice. Yes. And they and they have those guys at the conventions all the time that have the, the nice plastic uh sleeves and everything else. So uh don't feel like you have to bring them from home if if you don't really want to lug them from home or you don't have any. Uh, you can easily find them there and they're 
you know, like you said, they're relatively inexpensive for what you're getting. So, um, but yeah, like you said, if you're getting a com- uh, commission or something like that, or a comic signed or something, it's, it's always good to put that in there. Um, I, I've steered away. I know one thing I've steered away from at conventions, uh, even though I love seeing them, I don't get prints anymore. Um, cause well, I found, cause I, mean, I found I don't do on what it is. Them. Sometimes I do. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I still have them in my portfolio. I'll pull it out every once in a while and look at a couple of them, but yeah. I'm very selective on it. It has to be something really nice that I like or an uh, unusual yeah. character combination or something like that. Yeah. I I still have all of mine that I, I had and I have portfolios that hold them, but I just have found that I don't, I don't do anything else with them other than put them in the portfolio. So I'm just like, eh, I don't, I, so I've really helped, like you said, it would have to be something absolutely amazing for me to get a print. I would almost, at this point, I'd almost rather get a commission from that creator if they're doing uh, actual drawings. Um, John, yeah. did, did you ever get prints or did uh, do you do you still look at them or what? where do you stand? I, when it comes I, to have, I have two prints and that's it. And it was because I could never afford original artwork from the creator. And it was gotcha. part of an auction and they were autographed. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not a big print guy. I don't, I don't hang up. I mean, if I'm going to hang stuff up, I have the original pieces. And, uh, but if that's your thing, it's great. Cause there's a lot of oh, yeah. really, really nice prints out there. And like you said, to your point, carry the protectors or go buy them. They're inexpensive. I usually carry a couple, uh, cause you just don't know. You might pick up a page or something and it's good, yeah. good to have them to, uh, protect, uh, protect your investment. Absolutely. And I will say, uh, and it's perfectly fine to buy these prints, but the ones that I do stay away from are the ones where it looks like it was manufactured and it didn't look like it was the actual creator that made it, where it looks like they just, uh, those, those tower ones where they, they have hundreds of prints up on the wall. And I'm like, those all look like they were just created by some machine. You took somebody else's art and just like put some splashes oh, yeah, on stole it. it. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, they're really cool looking, but I'm like, yeah, I know you didn't draw that. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, so I usually, I usually stay away from those. I mean, I go look at them because they look cool, but I, I've never bought one of those. Uh, so, um, the other thing I will say, uh, that's really good to do, especially when it comes to meeting creators and, uh, getting stuff signed by them or getting drawings from them and stuff like that is, rely on other people's experiences when it comes to the creators. Like if there's somebody there that has dealt with that creator before or has interacted with them before, because that can be invaluable. And I'm not talking about like we, what we've talked about on the show where it's like, Oh, that guy was a jerk or this guy was nice. Now I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, uh, I'll give you a good example is when Chuck and I went the one year to get something signed by Herb Trimpey. Everyone let us know that he is notoriously late coming to his table. Cause we were standing there waiting and we were told he's not going to be here probably for another two hours. So you guys might as well just go ahead and go look at other stuff because he's always late. Um, it's good to get advice like that, like, or, Hey, that guy's line always gets really long. So you might want to hit him early. Uh, or that guy doesn't, you know, he spends a lot of time with each person. So you might want to hit him early because you're going to be waiting a while while he interacts with each person. That's like, uh, David Finch was like that. And I warned, our buddy Sam about that. Like he talks to every single person. And if you want, and then he'll do a drawing for someone. And it's, if you have 10 people in front of you that 
all want just a signature, his line will go pretty quick. But if you have 10 people in front of you and half of them want a drawing from him, you're going to be there for two hours because he doesn't draw fast and he will draw as people come up to his table. Um, so I, I would say it's really good to get that type of experience from other people to know like what you're in for if you want to meet that particular creator. Yeah, I would say another thing to do is uh, even before like when you start off the day is uh, number one. Uh, have a comfortable pair of shoes. You're going to be doing a lot of walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number two, uh, yeah, before you even uh, go to the convention, have something to eat. <laughs> eat yes. breakfast because you're going to be there, and before you know it, like, the day's going to be gone, and you're going to end up like, I have missed lunch, I'm hungry, you know. So eat something before you go to the show. Wear comfortable shoes. Try to, if you have, like, a bag or a satchel or a backpack or something, try to bring a bottle of water with you. Yeah. Um. You can buy bottles of water there or sodas or Gatorade, but they're a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Or if you just bring some water in the hotel room, you just take a bottle with you. Yeah. Save some money that way and you can use it for comics or whatever. Um, it's also good to have that backpack or something. Yeah. It's also good to have that backpack yeah. or something like that if you're going to be carrying some books around, like sketchbooks or something like that, because those get heavy as yeah. the day goes on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And dress, dress comfortably, dress for the weather. If you're going to be somewhere where it's going to be colder outside, wear long sleeves and pants. But keep in mind, there's going to be a lot of people in the convention hall, which it might end up being a little warm. Yeah. Most people just get away with t-shirts. Yeah. And shorts so, and stuff. So if you're going someplace in the summer, yeah, shorts. Like we're going, you go to Baltimore. It's Baltimore in the summer. Yeah. And it's very, uh, yeah. Usually Maryland. pretty hot. Yeah. Dress accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, sketchbooks, like, John, I know you don't really get too many commissions now. Do you, I mean, you get like maybe, what, like one to three maybe each convention? Depending on the show, who's there, usually, you know, yeah, one a day, maybe two. Okay. Not, not nearly like I used to. And part of it is, part of it's old age, part of it's financial because, unfortunately, uh, having done this, this will be my ninth Baltimore con. Wow. Okay. So each year it gets more and more expensive. And yeah. uh, I have a real issue paying what some people want to charge. If they can get it, fantastic. I have no problem with that. Sure. It's just beyond my price point or I don't necessarily think the value's there. So I find those people that I like. I tend to go back to them, you know, and yeah. it, and I'm if I know they're going to be there or I'm going to tweet them or contact them. Hey, are you going to be there? Can't wait to get something else. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's it. it the, there are benefits to a sketchbook mm -hmm. from the standpoint that it's all compact, you know, in one place. It's a one up game. We've talked about it before, but oh, I've yeah. had a lot of artists look through and they'll be like, holy cow, I can't believe I'm in this book or man, I can't. I got to draw after this guy or this this person. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. However, it makes it much more challenging to ship the thing around when you're trying to get multiple creators in it. So you kind of have, you know, you have to play this game of, you know, you may, you may want to go up and get, see, you know, which list can you get on? Hey, I got my book over here. I'll bring it to you as soon as I'm done. And you're kind of playing that game. And then sometimes people say, Oh, you know, it'll take three hours. Well, it takes six. Yeah. And, and you got to be prepared yeah. for that. So, you know, you know, <laughs> Uh, you don't want to you don't want to overbook just like you don't want to overbook in general. 
but it, it, that it, if you have loose pieces, they're do, they're drawn on their own paper, they're doing uh, sketch covers or what have you. You can obviously have a lot more things going all at once. You right. want to make sure though, that you kind of keep track because uh, people are sometimes apt to forget when they yep. if they don't, and in some creators you don't pay up front. All of a sudden, right. they're sitting there with product at the end, and they got to sell it. They got to get you know try to get rid of it, and you forget. And you know, I, I see it happen to Shannon a lot, and he'll end up with a couple sketch covers or something just kind of left because he's one that doesn't charge you beforehand, and that right. person either runs out of money, forgets, got hit by a bus, you know, the uh, ice cold water man hit him over the head. Who knows what happened to him? <laughs> but, yeah. but they don't necessarily come back to the table. Right. Uh, just be be aware of that. Yeah. yeah, you know it's. It's a it's a balancing act. And again, you know, I have the tried and trues or those people that we've found that it's like, I got to keep getting them. Then there'll be somebody new or somebody that I haven't seen at a show either in a while or ever. And I gotta be like, okay, how do I figure it out? And I'll tell folks, if you do collect sketches, there's a fantastic group on Facebook called Sketch Prices. And it's a closed group, but you can ask to join. They let everybody in. I think you have to list your three favorite artists as the, the question they ask you to get in. Yep. They have a search function. You just type in, you name the creator, you type them in, and it'll pull up any kind of current posts. And it'll say, hey, here's a here's a piece by Brian Shearer, and it cost 55 bucks at this show you know, a week ago. And here's a piece from 10 years ago, and it cost 20 bucks, whatever it is. It's a great idea of what's going cool. So there are some creators that are going to be coming to Baltimore that I've not seen before. I'm able to go out there and look and say, okay, what are, what are they charging? And some of them are really interesting to me. So we'll have yeah. to wait and see. But if I kind of see, okay, at comparable shows, if they say heroes or New York or uh, the big wizard shows, if they're kind of, they, they tend to stay in those ranges. You know, yeah. now if it's a little local show, little house show, hotel show, sometimes they'll do stuff cheap because it's for fun or, or, you know, if they're at San Diego sign at the DC booth and it's free, well, I know that's not typically going to be the case for other people. Yeah. So you, you yeah. Do some homework. Go to Comic yeah. Art Fans, go to Deviant, but check out that sketch group page on Facebook has been a tremendous asset. I, I've I've found it a couple years ago now. I think it's been a great tool. I know a lot of the guys that we run with are on there, use it, see it. And, and artists can post too. They just have to post their prices, which is a good thing. Yeah. And no, I would, that's cool. Yeah. That's I, cool. Uh, I, I would say to talk to some of the friends that are going with you or some of the friends that you're going to be meeting there to see if they've got anything by the artist, like oh, a yeah. sketch or something like that and see what their um, interactions with that person was. Because the last thing you want to do is be excited and have a sketchbook and you give it to somebody and it takes the whole day for them to finish or it takes the whole convention for them to finish or. Yeah. Yeah, worst case scenario, five years for them to fucking finish. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is too, like uh to one of the things you mentioned, John, too, as far as like um not leaving something with somebody or whatever. When it comes to your sketchbook, a good thing, and I think I got this tip from you, John, it was either you or Grub, was putting your name and phone number inside the front of your sketchbook. Uh because some creators when you're done when they're done, they'll actually call you and tell you, Hey, your book's ready, you can come pick it up. And, uh, uh, that's always a nice thing because then you're not having to go back multiple times to check and, and feel, and cause sometimes I, I don't know about you guys. I felt like I'll feel like I'm bothering them, even though I'm being very polite about it. Cause I'll, I'll ask them like, so when should I come back and check and stuff like that? And they'll usually tell me, Oh, like 
give me a few hours and I'm like, okay. And I come back a few hours and they're, they haven't gotten to mine yet, or they're just in the middle of it or something like that. Um, yeah. But the other thing too, is especially if they're in the middle of working on mine, the thing that I will do, and this is important, whether you're getting an autograph, you're getting a commission or anything like that is talk to the creator. <laughs> like don't, don't just go, here's, here's my money. Here's what I want, you know, and everything. And then go, okay, thank you. And walk away. I mean, definitely say thank you, but take some time to talk to them. I mean, that's, that's one of the fun things for me is getting to actually talk to some of these creators. And um, yeah, some of them, you don't really get much time because again, they might be the hot commodity there. You know, they don't have, they, they're just trying to churn people through as fast as they can. Um, they can still be pretty personable, but they just don't have a lot of time to spend. But the ones that, you know, are an artist alley, you know, talk with them about their work, talk about them, you know, working on what they're working on for you. Like have a conversation with them. We, John, you and I have met, I don't know how many creators and had awesome conversations with them just because they were going to draw something for us in our, in, in our sketchbooks and stuff. So, um, you know, you, you actually start developing some fr- friendships and, and really cool personal connections with a lot of these creators. If you just start talking about the stuff that you love and you're already there to, to, for comics. So you already have something to talk about. So, uh, and, uh, but pay it. The other thing I'll say when you're getting commissions, uh, when you're getting sketches done is, and I think all of us have been burned about this. And it's one of the downfalls of a sketchbook is you definitely could end up with something in your sketchbook that you don't like. <laughs> um, and you, you may have paid good money for it and everything else. Um, and you may have scoped out that artist too. So it, it's going to happen no matter how much you prepare. But I would definitely say one of the things, lessons I learned was, look at all the stuff the guy is the guy or woman is displaying. If they're like the, I wish I had paid attention to that with one of my bad sketches, because if I had looked at that, I would have seen like all the amazing artwork that the guy did was all people wearing armor. Like, you know, there was like stormtroopers and there was iron, iron man and stuff like that all looked awesome. If I had looked at the pieces where it was just a person, in a person's face, I would have seen that it's not quite what I would have liked. And I ended up asking for a drawing of Luke Skywalker and it didn't come out the way I wanted it at all. Um, it, it, I didn't think it was a good drawing by the end at all. I was very nice to the creator. I thanked him for it and everything else, but I walked away going, wow, this does not look good. So you gotta be careful with the creators too, as far as like look to see what they seem to be good at. Um, that can go a long way. Uh, in you picking the right thing. Cause you might like their work, but you want to make sure that what you're asking them to draw is something that they're actually capable or good at drawing. John, I know you've had a couple bad experiences with pieces in your sketchbook. Well, I've had two. And interestingly enough, one of them was with a creator that is, uh, award winning and did a, an amazing piece for me. And the second one was garbage. Yeah. And very, very disappointing. And that one, I was mad because of the, the price, because Jacob got something from him that was phenomenal. Of course, JP got something that was even worse. Uh, so that can make me feel a little bit better. And we all kind of laugh <laughs> about it after the fact. And, oh, wow. and then uh, the other one was weird in that it was a, a guy that I had never met, but we started talking. He had done some work for Hasbro and he was with a bunch of guys that I knew. It was cheap. It was like 15 bucks. 
And he realized how bad it was. And he pretty much said, Hey man, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't, you know, he, it's just not a good sketch, but it was 15 bucks and I, and I'm kind of over it. Right. Like yeah. he, he even offered to draw me another one. I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it, man. It's not that big a deal. It wasn't like if I had spent 50 bucks on it, I probably would have fought him. I'd been like, this yeah. is garbage. Yeah. It, Cause he just didn't think through the sketch before he started. And that was one of the problems is, and if you want to see it at Baltimore, ask me, I'll show it to you. Basically he drew the figure too low on the page to begin with. And so it's this weird, you know, there's this whole visual, uh, you know, cue thing. And it's just not, it's just not very good. Uh, I'm more upset about the other one. And and it's one that I'll never share. It's in the book. People can see it. But again, it was what was more disappointing there was that was one that I already had another piece. And I even told the guy, I said, hey, man, I got all this great feedback on this other piece. And here, you know, here's what I'm thinking. You can go crazy with it, but I'm kind of picturing this character from a series he had drawn. Like, I'm like, this is, this is the Joe is kind of the equal of this character. And I just got hot garbage back. So, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's, it's the, I think that's where it goes back to now. I think to your point, you got to do your homework. You got to look, you know, on the flip side, walked up and met Dean Cotts and, Dean Cotts had a Black Knight sketch that just blew me away. He had yeah. no, he'd never met us. We never met him. And lo right. and behold, I think this is, he'll be our third year with him. Yeah. And I'm, I've already been talking to him on Twitter. I mean, I'm like, Hey man, I'm coming, you know, I'm ready. And yeah. it's kind of fun because I think he's excited to see what are we going to get? You know, what is yeah. it? What do we want him to do this time around? Yeah. But, uh, well, the same thing with, uh, was last year, Carl Slominski. Uh, Absolutely. He, yeah. He, he was another one and he did, a bebop and rock study for me that just blew my mind. Uh, it's one of the best pieces I have in that, in that book, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I follow him now on Instagram. He keeps posting stuff that he does. And every time I see somebody he's, he's did, uh, I'm, I'm blown away again. I was actually disappointed to see he wasn't going to be at Baltimore this year. Uh, cause I wanted to get another piece from him. So, um, but yeah. And then, so here's something that was asked of me too. Like, what because john i know you have a sketchbook like this chuck i don't know if you do or not uh i definitely do but like i personally like having a themed sketchbook uh and not that you have to have one uh but it can be a lot of fun uh you know to have something where it's like this whole (laughs) book is this kind of theme and everything else um but there's nothing wrong with going with just a, if you do want to have a sketchbook, taking a sketchbook that's just like, these are the characters I like. <laughs> so, um, Chuck, do you have a, like, do you have a theme sketchbook or do you even have a sketchbook or what do you usually do? <laughs> you just want to pick at the, uh, the sword. Don't yeah. You? <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. No. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> no, I, I do have a masters of the universe sketchbook. Um, Oh, that's right. I, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got about, 10 pieces or so in that one. Uh, I got those early on when I started going to shows. I was in the process of uh, getting a G.I. Joe sketchbook. Um, that didn't really work out too well. <laughs> An artist who had the uh, the book actually had it for, you know, close to five years. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up getting my money back. And I just told him I, I can't foresee waiting for something that's just not going to happen. 
So I honestly, we agreed and I, that, I honestly uh, did not. He would return my money and pay me for the book. I honestly didn't ask that note thing then, about that ahead of time. <laughs> so that was not done intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, we shall uh, remain nameless to protect the innocent right. Robert. <laughs> uh, but I mean, honestly, God, not to be, you know, badmouth anybody or say anything. It's just an experience. Then, you know, it kind of put me off of sketchbooks for a while. I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay somebody to, you know, do this and do that. And I, I didn't have it for, you know, a couple of conventions and stuff. And I would, you know, blindly in good faith, just trusting someone and never happened. But, you know, stuff happens. Life gets in the way. I moved on, whatever. But I, I would like to get. Uh, a G.I. Joe sketchbook started. I'm also toying with the idea of having like a Star Wars sketchbook or even like, like a Spider-Man themed sketchbook and just go to every artist and like, just draw me Spider-Man. Yeah. Just, There's you know, people that do that. That's all. I, I've, no, yeah. yeah, no other character, no villains, no nothing, just Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah. And yeah, I, like I said, I've, I've, I've seen people that have just like one character through the whole book and, and they, they can be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, because you get different perspectives, you get different, you know, you get that artist style of that character. So it can be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not probably not probably not going to be at Baltimore this year with just, you know, saving for a wedding and upcoming costs with that. Uh, but I might get a sketchbook together and I might, you know, let you guys take it down and yeah. start the G.I. Joe sketchbook that way. Yeah, yeah we, we will definitely miss you. So, uh, uh, it stinks, but I totally understand, uh, you know, that yeah. <laughs> call me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I have my, I have a, uh, basically I call my star Joe's sketchbook. It doesn't have star Wars, but it's basically my eighties property sketchbook. Um, I've have a bunch of different eighties properties. I have a list and we'll kind of talk about references in a little bit and everything. Uh, but I've got that. I have a star Wars sketchbook, which, I learned with that one to also, even though everyone kind of knows Star Wars, I realized, you know what, if I want characters that I want in it, then I need to make a list of characters that I would want for artists to choose from. Um, and then the hot thing that I've been seeing people post pictures of, and it's gotten me excited. So I actually think I'm going to have a third sketchbook started, um, is, uh, video game characters. I've seen a lot of artists post on Instagram and, and Twitter and stuff like that. Like, They'll draw Samus Aaron from Metroid or um, Super Mario or Zelda, uh, Zelda or Link or anything like that. And I'm like, wow, I love all those characters. And I'm like, that'd be cool to have a video game sketchbook of the characters I like from various video games, whether it be from back in the day of Nintendo to modern day video games and stuff like that. There's a whole slew of characters. So I think I might actually have a sketchbook that's just going to be video game characters. So. Uh, and that can be a lot of fun. Yeah, you need to get somebody to draw. You need to get somebody to draw Mario, but draw him pixelated. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started looking through a whole bunch of characters, video game characters. I'm like, oh my God, I could get Mega Man. I can get uh, Nathan Drake from Uncharted. I can get Laura Croft. You know, it's just like all these characters that I also have loved that's a completely different genre. And not that there's anything wrong with getting having artists just draw superheroes because, you know, a lot of them love superheroes. It's a lot of superheroes look on them in the comics, but a lot of people ask for superheroes to be drawn. So it's always cool when you can bring something yeah. unique, something a little different for the artist to draw that 
they get excited about. Because a lot of times, if they're excited about drawing something, you're going to get a really cool, cool picture. It'll end up yeah. good. Yeah. That's like... Uh, I've seen people with uh, horror movie-themed oh, sketchbooks. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, well, that's, that's like, that like Carl, Jason, Freddie, Mike yeah, Myers, that Carl Slominski. I just, I mentioned earlier, he wanted, he, he looked at my list and he's like, would you care if I drew uh bebop and rocksteady? And I was like, no, go for it. And his wife, I believe, I believe it was wife. Uh, the next morning told me, she's like, I sw- swung by his uh, table just to say hi. And she's like, oh my God, he didn't even come with me to get breakfast. He asked me to get breakfast for him because he could not wait to get started on drawing Bebop and Rocksteady. Like he was that excited about it. Um, and, nice. and like I said, I got an awesome piece out of it because of it. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I personally like having a list of characters that the artist, that I let the artist pick which character they'd like to draw. And they always have fun looking at my list of characters. And, uh, and then I always have references. And I think that's a good thing to talk about too, is, is have, some references for the artist if you want a specific character drawn. Um, like Chuck, you were mentioning Spider-Man. You probably don't need to provide references for Spider-Man. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, a lot of people now with the the cell phones and stuff like that with smartphones, they just use those and they pull them up themselves for references. Yeah. The only thing because they can get a couple of different views of the yeah. character in different poses and see things. But if you have a specific design in mind, like. You wanted like uh, I don't know Ben Riley Spider Man, or you wanted uh, you know Superman drawn by one person to kind of look like this version of Superman. You know you provide that yeah. reference, and then John, like you have your GI Joe sketchbook. Like GI Joe, as much as everyone knows GI Joe, has heard of GI Joe, um, not everyone's going to know the characters that you want drawn. So I know that you're big on making sure you have references for. For the artists. I figure cell phone coverage in conventions is spotty a lot of the time. Yeah. And I carry it because somebody else taught me, Shane Simic, if you're listening, thank you. That was the bet one of the coolest things he ever did <laughs> was teach me to carry uh, really, really clear reference material. And to your point, yeah, there's 50 versions of Spider-Man or a hundred versions of Spider-Man. There's what? 10 versions of snake eyes. There's, you know, there's, Storm Shadow in his GI Joe gear, you know, yeah. his camo togs, and so you have to if you if you have a specific idea in mind, you want to make sure that you've got something to show them. And I know that creators tend to really be appreciative of us as a group because we carry these books, these yeah. binders. Grub carries one, I carry one, you carry one. Yeah. Uh, I know other guys carry them, or they'll ask, "Hey, can I borrow you know something from you?" It, it, it's great. And I, I love, I love the fact that, I mean, I've had multiple creators say, cannot believe you guys carry this stuff. And I, Hey, you know what, if I want something and, and I know I want it, I'm going to give you as much leeway as I can yeah. as far as what you do with the, with the, with it. But if I know I kind of have this design or this style in mind, I want you to have something to run with. Yeah. Well, and like you said, the, the creators yeah. have actually like recognized us as a group because not only because we bring a lot of business to the good ones, but also because, like you said, they're like we've heard it multiple times. Like, oh my god, all you guys come to me with references, and they love it. They absolutely love it. Um, and let's face it, like my '80s sketchbook. When you look at the list of characters, there is no way in hell I expect any of those creators there to know half the characters I have on my list. I know them all; they're favorite characters of mine. But I've had artists look at the list and. 
they end up knowing those characters once they look at the names and everything else, or once they look at the pictures. But I've, I had a few different creators go, Oh my God, this is an impressive list. And they're like, and you got references for every single one of these characters. I'm like, yeah. And they want to see them. (laughs) Well, not to cut you off too, but as we get older every year, sometimes the artists are younger and they might not have been alive in the eighties. So they might not be too familiar with it. So providing a reference point is beneficial in that way as well. Absolutely, That's an excellent point. Um, So, yeah, so I, I love uh, being able to kind of see what they come up with. Like I said, I love giving the artists the list and say, Hey, and marking off the ones I already have. So it's like, okay, off this list, who do you, who do you want to draw and let them run with it? And they usually have a blast doing it. I usually get some really good pieces out of it because of that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like to your point earlier, John, that you're going to get a dud sometimes, even from someone that did something really good for you. Like I had a guy do an amazing kit fisto for me. And I saw him the next, I saw him last year and I was like, Hey, can you draw in this sketchbook, uh, an eighties character and, and gave him the list and he saw the list, but he, he asked, well, can I draw He-Man even though I don't see him on your list? And I was like, yeah, if you want to draw He-Man, go for it. And he drew He-Man and I didn't really care for how it came out. It wasn't terrible, but just the perspective that he was trying to go for and everything else just didn't work. He-Man's head looked small, looked like he had no neck. It was just it didn't work for, for me. Um, like to your point, John, you know, the, uh, with the one artist for you, he was luckily he wasn't very expensive at all. So it was like, okay, well it's still not a terrible drawing, but I don't really care for it. Um, so it can be hit or miss even with the same artist, but yeah, definitely come with references. I, I even learned that lesson last year with, uh, uh, our buddy Greg, he, you know, He's, I gave him my Star Wars sketchbook and he goes, Hey, who do you want me to draw? And I was like, Well, do you know Ayla Sakura? And he was like, Who? <laughs> and I didn't have any references. So then I ended up giving him <laughs> No. <laughs> so I ended up giving him my eighties sketchbook and he did an awesome panthro for me. Yeah. But uh yeah, I wanted to make sure yeah. that this year I have references for even the Star Wars characters that I want drawn. So yeah, if you draw, if you call out an obscure name yeah. like that or someone from the expanded universe in Star Wars and they don't know who it is, pick somebody right. else. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, okay, you don't know that. Pre- Can you do right. Well, that's like, I actually had Brian Shearer say to me, he's like, okay, who is your favorite third tier Star Wars character? <laughs> and so oh, I told yeah, him Bosk yeah. and he did an amazing Bosk piece for me. So, uh, but he knew Star Wars. So he knew who, who it was I was referring to and everything. So. Um, yeah, nice. Um, also it's always good to, uh, ask to take a look at people's tables just to kind of see what they have, uh, look to see if they have prices listed already. Feel free to ask people like, Hey, you know, I'm look, this is what I'm looking for. What would the price be if it's not something that fits into their, their sign, if they have a sign up, cause I've had people that have like, you know, they'll list what a price is for a character. And then I'm like, well, what, you know, sometimes you can get them to draw two characters for, you know, for one and a half, what one character would be, you know? Um, so there's things like that. Uh, and, and they appreciate artists always appreciate you asking, you know, what, you know, what something would cost and you're not insulting them. If you're like, Oh, well, sorry, I can't afford that right now. Or, okay, maybe I'll come back or something like that. 
always be polite, uh, always ask, um, ask if they're doing sketches to your point, John, that not always doing sketches and ask if they have space on the list. Cause sometimes that plays a big factor. Like, but to your point earlier, Chuck, you might get someone that, you know, they're not going to get it done today. And maybe you need it done today. Or maybe that, you know, they might ask you, well, are you going to be here tomorrow? Cause maybe I can do it overnight. Uh, so realize what your time is, what their time is and everything else, uh, when it comes to that. Uh, and it's always good to ask them when to, when you can expect to come back. Uh, I always ask that, like, like, okay, I'm gonna leave the book here with you. When would you like me to come back to, to, to you? Uh, and I always let them know now, like, I've got my phone number in there if you just want to call me. So, um, uh, leave it, kind of leave it up to them and everything. So as far as getting autographs, I, I know I've witnessed this a few times. How do you guys feel about telling a creator where to sign? on something, whether it's a, uh, not your RHP, but when it comes, to, <laughs> when it comes to the, the comic yes. or the hardcover or the trade or something like that, how do you guys feel about, like, are you guys comfortable with saying to a creator, could you sign right here or something like that? I mean, I am, I'm comfortable with it. I'm not like the guy who puts the cellophane yeah. wrapper on a comic and has a little square right. cut out and you have to sign here only. What I'll do is subliminally suggest a place. I'll be like, can you sign my trade or my hardcover? And I'll pull it open to the page where I yeah. want them to sign it. And anywhere on that page, I'm kind of okay with yeah. them signing it. That's, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. You know, I don't want them obviously to sign the front of my hardcover, the front of my trade. So I'll right. open it up to the inside cover, or maybe there's like a front page and it has like a, a main character on it. I just want them to sign it right there. So whatever page I want them to sign it on, I just open the book up to that page and hand it to them like that. And the sign it. And some, some of them are really nice about it. And they're like, where would you like it signed? They'll ask you, where, yeah. where do you want me to sign it? I'm like, well, anywhere on this page is cool. They're like, well, I have a, a black pen or a silver pen or silver Sharpie. Like, what color do you want me to use? I'm like, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Black's fine. Unless it's a black right. page, obviously. Then like with a lot of Star Wars they'll, and it's black space, they'll, they'll sign it in silver or Damn gold cheap. or something. Damn Make it pop a little bit. Did that to me. <laughs> I brought, I, Did he really I brought my artist that? edition Star Wars thing and I opened up, did exactly what you said, opened it up, opened up to the page where yeah. it was a big blank page on the left hand side. He signed it on the right page, right on top of the X wing. You can't even tell he signed it because <laughs> it's a black, black sharpie on black and white, uh, drawing. And I'm like, you can't even see it. So I've almost. Nice. Uh, what I've done before too is I've actually bought a book that the creator had and they're already mm -hmm. pre-signed because the line was so long. He's talking to people getting sketches and stuff. So he has a handler. So I've bought the book for, from the handler already, already autographed yeah. by the creator. And when the creator's not so busy, I'll go back and just have him, Hey, I bought this earlier. Can you just sign yeah, it to personalize me? Personalize it. Yeah. And a lot of times like, Oh, you want another signature? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. Like, thanks for buying it. I'm like, yeah. well, thanks for signing it. Well, and that's a good point. Something I wanted to bring up too is, uh, for people new to conventions is realize that retailers there are going to have plenty of books for, especially the big name guests. They're going to have hardcovers oh, and yeah. trades and, and comics and everything else for the people that they know are going to be at the convention. Like I know Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are going to be at this, at this year's Baltimore. You better believe there's going to be a whole bunch of Court of Owls stuff going to be there, uh, for you to buy. 
Some retailers are going to mark it up too. Yeah. Uh, some, some won't. I was going to say there might be a, a little right. premium on it too, but some might sell it for just yeah. the regular price, but some might mark it up because they know they're probably yeah. going to sell it because the creators are there to have it signed and they'll make little yeah. signs too. Scott Snyder books have them signed yeah. at the show. And sometimes because of that, I'll also look, you know, cause you know, we all have phones and everything else. Sometimes I'll look up for, uh, if I want to get, if the creator's there that I didn't realize is going to be there, cause that'll happen. Cause you're looking at this huge list of creators and you're like, you might miss somebody. If I see, uh, someone's there and I don't have anything by them and I'd really like to get something signed by them, I'll look at my phone real quick just to see what stuff have they done. And sometimes I'll go look for something that's a little bit more obscure for a couple reasons. Number one, the retailer probably didn't think about that particular one because it's obscure. <laughs> so they didn't mark it up. Uh, and number yeah. two, it allows you to bring something a little bit more unique to that creator. Uh, like I brought to Fabian Nicieza, I brought him the new Warriors uh, omnibus that I bought at the convention. And I got it at a good price because they didn't really know. They didn't really care. Um, everyone else is bringing Deadpool stuff to them and, uh, and X-Men yeah. stuff and everything else. I, I brought him, you know, new warriors and he responded very well to that. And he's like, he's like, Oh, you like this stuff? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I just never had the collection like this before. So I, I told him, I was like, I picked it up here today so I could take it home and, and read through it all. And, uh, and he was excited to sign it. So. Yeah, I did that with Terry Moore. Uh, everybody was bringing him walking dead stuff and I oh, gave yeah. him the, uh, icons of evil yes. beast man edition of the masters of the universe. And he's like, Oh my God, I haven't seen one of these yeah. in years. And so he like stopped what he was doing. He started talking to me about it. We must have talked for about 20 minutes or so as he signs yeah. it and stuff. So that was, yeah. that was nice. I got something unique to bring to Shannon this year. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, security's going to want you to leave right. that in your pants. <laughs> um, yeah. And going back to the signature thing, like I, I always get like, I don't want to say annoyed or weirded out, but like, yeah, the guys that have it where it's like the cellophane and everything, and there's just that little square that's cut out. I'm like, the creator probably knows that you're looking to flip it. Like that would be my first instinct. Oh yeah. Like, you're not sure. looking to get the sign because you're a fan. You're looking to get the sign because you want it flipped and you know, this is the best spot for, to see the autograph and everything else. So, um, so yeah, I don't really, I don't, I kind of do what you do, Chuck, which is like, I'll kind of say, hey, you know, open it up to where I'd like them to sign. And then if they ask me, I'll kind of point, you know, Hey, anywhere over here would be great. So, um, I, I don't really dictate, but I've seen guys that are like, can you sign right here? Um, I've seen the ones that again, you know, they're flipping it when they bring like a stack of 20 books and they're just having the artists, they're, they're all the same, the same book, book. the creators yeah. are signing it and they're just, they're just taking it from one pile, putting it into the next pile, put one pile to the next pile. It's just like, it's just like, it's as if it's a machine. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're trying to finance their trip uh, a lot yeah. doing that. So I mean, more power to them if they yeah. can. I, although I love it when a creator tells them, no, I'm not going to sign these. <laughs> I've, I've seen creators that are just like, yeah, it's like, I'll sign, I'll yeah. sign two. I've seen them. creators are like, I'm, I'm here for the fans. I'm not here to, to fund your, uh, your store or anything like that. Yeah. eBay. Yeah. So, um, what else do you guys think is good for, what about media guests? Like I've only gone to talk to one media guest in, in the past. And that was because I was doing something for my wife, uh, which was, uh, getting, uh, Sean Aston to sign a football helmet for, uh, Rudy. 
Um, guys. Yeah. Well, I would think it's kind of like anything else. Just be nice, wait in line, you know, make friends while you're in line with the person behind you or the yeah. person in front of you. Uh, if, if you got a friend going, you know, it, it always helps to pass the time because lines like that are going to be a little longer because you're, you're queuing up at a certain time yeah. for that person or you're waiting, um, because people are like, well, they have to tell you, you know, oh, you were an inspiration to me or I watch your show all the time or then they want their photo and that takes a while and they want something signed or they might have a, a couple of pieces signed, but they, the people there who volunteer at the show, who work at the show, they usually try to get people in and out of the line as quickly yeah. as possible. But a lot of times they'll, they'll queue you up and they'll have you wait in the line and the creator might not even be there. Oh, I mean, yeah. that happened to us last year when we were in line yeah. for Scotty Young and it wasn't no fault of his. His airplane right. was delayed. It was, you know, flight. Yeah. He couldn't help it. Now, when it comes to media guests, though, I, I don't think any of us really get excited about like oh i gotta i gotta meet that person so my question to you guys is it would there be a media guest like one that actually would come to a convention because like i could say all day long oh i'd I'd get super stoked about harrison ford but harrison ford's never going to come to a convention don't Uh, say that but don't say it the one year Schwarzenegger. (laughs) whatever thought you ever thought arnold schwarzenegger would be never in a convention he's doing alamos that's very true he's doing a vip ticket which is twelve hundred dollars so yeah. Somebody's going to pay for it. Somebody's going to do it. Pass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So if money is no object, what would there for you? And obviously there is. I, would, are there celebrities that well, you would want to meet? The one I feel bad that. Yeah, the one I feel bad I missed out on. Um, the one year I didn't go to Baltimore was uh, oh, Peter yeah, May, yeah. Uh, Chewbacca. I, I would have loved to yeah. get a picture of Chewbacca signed by him. He's not in the greatest health of all. And. I mean, a lot of these actors who are in Star Wars now are getting up there in age and they're passing on. I mean, Carrie Fisher just passed away last year or the year before. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Mark Hamill. Obviously, I'd love to have Mark Hamill sign something. That's Luke Skywalker to me. Harrison Ford. Sure. I mean, anybody, pretty much anybody from Star Wars, I would love to have. uh, The only other people I could think of would be like. You know, John Schneider, Tom Wolpad, Bo and Luke Duke. I mean, that, just because sure. I was a big fan of the show. Uh-huh. How about the Hawk? I would, I would, something like that. But I don't really. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Alan Alda, maybe, yeah. you know, Hawkeye. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't chase autographs yeah. or get starstruck yeah. too much. But if, if, you know, I saw those guys and I was going to a convention and, or if I knew they were going to be somewhere and it wasn't too far away and I knew, you know, a couple other people were gone, but. Maybe, but you know, they're probably not going to be all that much to have yeah. them sign something. You know, I, I, I can't imagine them being any more than right. 50 bucks, yeah. but you never yeah. know. I mean, who knows How about you, for you, John, is there anyone that could come to a convention that you would be like, you know what, it'll be worth it to get, to meet them or to get their autograph or, or something that I would, that you would pay money to get, to have that opportunity. It's funny because Burt Reynolds was on that list. I almost went mm-hmm. to see Debbie Gibson at a wizard show once, but the one, the one nice. now that is it's coming up in October yeah. that grub turned me on to is Eric Estrada, John Wilcox and Robert Pine are all going to be together for a chips reunion. Oh, wow. And man, I'm like, I'm That's so awesome. freaking torn about it nice. because I've never, I've never paid to meet a celebrity. I've never paid for an autograph. It's not my thing. 
Yeah. There are a handful, though. That one is probably just that much cooler because it's all of them, right? Like, if it was just Eric Estrada, be right. like, eh. But the right. fact you get all three yeah. and you can get a picture with all three of those guys, right. that's pretty damn cool. I, You know, I, I know. That is cool. You know, yeah. I can tell you, Shannon did that with, uh, he met Lee Majors and um, uh, what's her, the bionic woman. I can't remember her name. Lindsay Wagner and Richard Anderson. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Richard, Wagner. he met the three of them at one of these uh, nostalgia shows, not a comic book show, but a nostalgia convention. And he, he was beside himself. Like he was like, I got to do this. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it, it, it'd be more of that, you know, something that hit like to your point, like nice. the Dukes, that would be fun. Something from your, your childhood, yeah. you know, star Wars wise. I, I met Peter Mayhew, who is very nice. Grub. I was with Grub when Grub was his local handler with the 501. That was, so that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill, sure. I mean, there's a lot of them, but I, I was blown away when I read about the Schwarzenegger appearance because not only did they get yeah. Schwarzenegger, they got friggin' Rick Moranis. It's like, that is insane. That guy yeah. disappeared after his wife yeah. died, hasn't done anything in nice. years, and he's going to show up to a right. comic book show? Those guys down there are doing something, yeah. man. I don't know. They must have a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, funds. Because I am duly impressed. I, I, I when I, I said it when I saw they announced those two. That's the first first convention for both of them. That is really really impressive. Yeah, yeah. I was blown away by that too. I mean, if I was going to get Arnold Schwarzenegger's autograph, I'd have to put it on a. <laughs> uh, I mean, what else would you put it on? Like right, a photo or right. something? I mean, come on. Well, that's like uh, you were talking about. Like uh, it. it the right opportunity or the right combination of people. Like I'm a huge fan of this show supernatural, but if one of those actors was at a convention, I'd probably be like, yeah, pass. I love the show and everything else. But if I had, uh, Jensen Ackles and Jared, uh, Padalecki there, which is Sam and Dean, which are the two main actors, they were there together. I'd be like, I'd have to actually think about it. I'd be like, that'd be kind of cool to get a picture with both of them together. You know, they do a supernatural Um, convention, right? Oh yeah. And those guys, I almost those guys are making more money doing conventions, and and I think that's something you have to understand is that it it's great to get that experience, but don't expect like they're going to be your best friend. I mean, it is a business, and, and I've, oh, seen, no. I've seen oh, the yeah, really no. positive ones. And look, some of them. I mean, we've talked yeah. about it on the show. We had some at Virginia Con that were some of the nicest people I've ever met, and then we had one of the the worst people I've ever met, and you know. Yeah, just the worst to yeah. everybody. Uh, but it's fascinating. Well, it's fascinating got- the, that these newer people, right? So, like, like the guy who plays Arrow. Yeah, that guy apparently is making more money from conventions than he is acting, and that is mind blowing to yeah. me. <laughs> and he looks like he's having. Yeah, fun he seems like yeah. That. Everybody seems cool like a nice enough guy. But it's interesting because there is now yeah. you, you can see that wave of nostalgia. You know, the big thing now is Power yeah. Rangers. So, like, those people yeah. are getting oh, old yeah. enough to have the income to do some of these things. And so, yeah, you, you go, and Erin Gray is not going to be nearly as expensive yeah. as the original Blue Ranger because she's been doing it a while. Nope. She's a little more seasoned. I personally would like – she's yeah. kind of on my list. I've thought about that because I've heard she's also yeah, super, super nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – yeah. I've always, it's just not been my thing. I've tried to keep away from it because I think I would really enjoy that if I started, right? Like you could just say, I'm going to go. Right. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you one of the other ones too is Barry Bostwick 
from when he did Mega Force. Okay. Shannon and I have talked about we would nice. love to meet him at some point because he really seems to appreciate those fans a lot. And like, he really appreciates yeah. the people that are fans yeah. of that movie. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and watch for people too, like that you know are getting up there in age. Like last year at Baltimore, we saw the wrestler yeah. Nikolai Volkov, and I mean he's not around anymore. Yeah. He he passed away, so you have to look out for things like that too. I mean, it could happen to yeah. anybody at any time, but I mean the older you are, probably the yeah. chances. Well, and I had, I mean, I had a great experience meeting Sean Astin. I didn't expect him to be as nice as he was. Uh, he was very personable. He talked with me for a couple minutes and, you know, it was a really good experience. And, uh, I really, I really liked, you know, having the opportunity to meet him. And I knew a lot of the movie, a lot of movies he was in. So I was excited about, you know, that, um, and yeah, there's like, there, like you said, there's a short list. I'll tell you one that I would like to meet and I am a fan of his stuff, but I'm more of a fan of what he does at conventions uh, with pictures and everything else is uh, John Barrowman uh, from Doctor Who and everything else. He does, he will do anything with anyone in oh, any yeah. photo. Like you just tell him the idea you have that you want to do in a photo and he is up for it. Uh, I have seen some of the most hilarious pictures of that he does at conventions and stuff like that because he just has a blast with it. Um, and I've heard that's what Stephen Amell is like, which is the guy from Arrow. Uh, I heard he just has an absolute blast and he'll do pretty much anything you want to do in a, in a photo with him. So, um, so the, the guys that like the guys and women that embrace these conventions to do the pictures and the autographs, those are the ones I get excited about, you know, possibly meeting. Um, the ones that where it's just like, to your point, Chuck, where it's just kind of like, okay, let's move along and sign stuff and everything else. It's like, those don't interest me as much. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I, like, like you said, John, it's not my thing, uh, to really do that. I know, uh, our buddy Grub, he, he does have his collection of autographs and that's his thing. And it's awesome. Like when I, I've looked through his collection of them and they're amazing to go through. Um, but yeah, I don't need another monkey on my back to start collecting something else. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> yeah. Yep. That's true. Um, anything else you think guys think is good, good advice as far as when it comes to commissions or, uh, meeting creators or autographs or anything like, or just in conventions in general, Faith. like what's good for an audience Deodorant. to know? Yes. <laughs> Fresh and clean is a wonderful thing. Yeah. You, no. you, you don't want to be that. Don't guy. be the confunk. Yes, <laughs> we can never stress that enough. <laughs> I think we bring that up every time we do one of these shows, yeah, and they can never cash. be stressed enough. <laughs> bring you know, have have water. Yes, cash to Chuck's king. point earlier, wear comfortable shoes. Yeah, don't 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 get fashionable at this thing. Uh, yep. You know, and, and do your homework. Do don't no. don't you don't have to plan to the to the millisecond. But have some type of game plan. Remember that you're not the only one. And we talked about this with Kevin right. Eastman a couple of years ago. And right. Eastman's line on Friday got long, and they are Saturday morning. They cut it off after what thirty minutes, forty minutes. You've got to be if you, if you want to meet somebody, yeah. if figure yeah. out who's at the top of your list, go to them first and kind of check check the boxes as you go. Yeah, because yep. and you're not the only one. Baltimore yep. has thirty thousand people. It's a good guess that, you know, at least a, a several hundred other people, if not more, want to meet that person, too. So be, pre be prepared for that. Yep, absolutely. 
Right. Like you said, John, have a game plan. You don't want to be in line waiting for uh, an artist or creator to sign something for you while a panel is going right. on that you wanted to go to. So be cognizant of what's going on that you want to do at what time. So, I mean, everybody nowadays pretty much has a smartphone. Well, yeah, and a lot, a lot get the of the time on your phone and you can, I mean, you can get, get on, the, you know, you can convention schedule on your phone and stuff like you, that, but it'll just give make, you make alerts. Sure. It'll text you what's going on. Yeah. yeah. You use, use those tools, but yeah, yeah, have, have some type of plan yeah. and, but also yeah. go in knowing you, you may not yeah. meet a hundred percent of your plan because things happen or you may end up having some wacky experience yeah. that tops at whatever was on your list. We, kind of have, you know, forgot about it, but you know, you were talking about earlier about, you know, waiting, uh, Russ Heath passed away a few weeks ago and, uh, I had the chance. I, I cannot stress enough how memorable oh, yeah. my yeah. experience with him at Baltimore was. He was everything yeah. I needed and wanted him to be. And yeah. I will never forget the dirty joke. He told nice. me, I will never forget the stuff he said to me. It was so, it was just, I, I can't trade that time. I waited, what, an hour and a half. I mean, it was like a lot, but he was telling stories yeah. and he was signing comics and he just, you know, he was, uh, he was a piece of work, but I'll, that, that's one of, that's one of my top Baltimore experiences yeah. ever. I mean, it just, that, that hour nice. and a half, I, I, I yeah. laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed some more and I can't trade that. And I'm incredibly thankful I had that experience. And I've had, I've had, yeah. Also, another thing to, oh. Oh, sorry, another thing to bring with you is a rechargeable yeah. battery for your cell phone. Because you're going to be using your phone a lot, taking pictures, looking up things, you know, calling your friends because you guys get separated or texting people. It's always good to have a little external, fo- yeah. you know, battery back. And I, I will say, uh, like some of my best experiences, I've got to meet Tim Truman and got to talk with him for a while. And he had worked on some stuff for Star Wars and had an awesome conversation about his experience with that. Um, you know, there's going to be sometimes these older creators that no one's really talking to and they've, they are the best ones to be talking to. Um, you know, I didn't get to spend much time with them, but I was very grateful that I did go back multiple times and finally got Darwin Cook to sign, uh, my absolute hardcover for, uh, uh, New Frontier because sadly he passed away not too long after that. So, uh, again, it's one of those things like if you really, really want to meet somebody and they're high on your list to John's point, get to them early, meet them because you don't know if you're going to get another chance to do so. Um, and, and if you, yeah, the one year we were going to go see uh, what uh, yeah, and yeah. he passed away right before the show. And uh, and if your goal is to just to go and hang out with friends, then that's awesome too. And make sure you do that. Make sure you're spending time. I mean, my conven- my experience at Baltimore is is a combination of both. I love meeting the creators, but I wouldn't be going to Baltimore if it wasn't for all the friends that I've made there. So um, so I and I can't stress this enough. If you are a listener of this show. And you're going to be at Baltimore this year and you've never approached us or interacted with us before. Please do so. Please come up to your, there's going to be other people there wearing star Joe's shirts. You run into one of us at some point, uh, find Shannon Gallant and, uh, uh, Brian Shearer's table. Uh, there's a bunch of us always around there. Um, introduce yourself. And if you want to hang out with us all weekend, that's cool too. Uh, like, I want to meet our listeners and I want to be able to hang out with you guys. I mean, everyone at that convention that we hang out with for the most part, I've met because of doing this show, like all of it, like 
John is my friend and a, a, probably a lifelong friend. And I would never know him if I hadn't, if we hadn't done the show. Uh, same thing with Eric Grubb and Sam. And, uh, you know, the only two people I would have known other than from doing the show would have been Chuck and Nick. <laughs> Those are the only two that I would have met and known. You know, I wouldn't have known Shannon. I wouldn't have known Brian. I wouldn't have known Robert. I wouldn't have known Travis. Uh, you know, like none of those people would I have known, uh, Daryl and Chris, uh, Campbell and Mike Myers and Keith Knudsen. And so like all those guys I know because we did this show. So if you're somebody that hasn't interacted with us or, and maybe this is me, your first time at Baltimore and you see us come up and talk to us. I want to get to know you. I want to hang out with you that, you know, there, there's a bunch of us that are going to be there. And I'm looking forward to meeting even more people. Uh, I think, uh, Brian Lang Brian is coming. Lang is right? coming. Huh? Yes. He... Awesome. So, you know, Brian Lang, we met just two years like ago. a few, a couple years yep. ago, two, two three years, years ago. ago, got to meet him in person. Two years ago, got to meet him in person. And he's an awesome guy. And I never had the chance to meet him before then. And I'm looking forward to hanging out with him again this year. So, um, you know, Jason Prince is another one. I would have never, you know, I know he won't be there this year, but uh, I, I, you know, hung out with him several times. Andre, the infamous Andre, uh, it was, we've, we've gotten to hang out with him <laughs> quite a bit. And it's just, it's awesome to meet people. So I really hope that if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're going to be at Baltimore, even if you've never talked to us on Facebook or the old forums or anything like that or on Twitter, come and talk to us this year. Come and, come and hang out with us. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm going to probably go off and meet some creators, but you can come with me and we'll we'll talk all day long. I don't care. It's going to be a fun time. We are going to record an episode in Baltimore like we always do, and you're welcome to join for that as well. So, uh, like I said, my friend uh, Michael, he's going to come. He's someone I work with. He listens to the podcast. Uh, he's really been getting into comic books again, unfortunately, because of me. Uh, <laughs> I do that to a lot of people. I do yeah. that to a lot of people. Thank you. <laughs> Um, if you're one of those people that got into comic books again because of listening to the show, you're welcome. Uh, I know Sam's got the, our buddy Sam's got that monkey on his back now because of the show. Uh, yes, yes. yes. And you're, you're Ryan, it's <laughs> um, but uh, so it's going to be Michael's first year there. So I'm looking forward to him hanging out with and getting to meet everyone and know everyone. So <laughs> right, absolutely yeah, fresh meat. Uh, so. Yeah, so I, like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone there. There's probably, John, there's probably, what, like a good 15 people almost every year that we know that we hang out with at some point or another over the weekend? Maybe more. I would say probably more. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a good time. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, you guys, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, uh, it's just general uh, convention thing, but we haven't mentioned it at all. And I know we've mentioned it in past episodes is be courteous to cosplayers too. Um, they love getting their picture taken with you guys. Uh, but be respectful, be courteous, be polite. Uh, don't, don't be that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, ask them if it's okay to get a picture with them. What's that? We, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We, we know that guy. Um, we all know that guy. You know, just, just ask, Hey, can I get a picture with you? And, you know, like I said, uh, you know, be polite about it. So, yeah, get your get your get your picture with them, but don't right. ogle their <laughs> boobs or ass that much. Um, 
<laughs> Looking at you, Nick. Looking at you. But uh, but have fun. Uh, again, there. You know, have have a good time. Yeah. Uh, you know, do your bin diving if you want to do that. But that's the other thing. As every year, I want to do some bin diving, and every year I never do because it's that's the one thing that I just run out of time from doing because I'm having so much fun doing other things. But I've learned to accept yeah. that. Bring bring a. Oh, yeah, yeah, bring a list of stuff you're looking for. Like if yep. you need a couple of extra issues to complete a run of something, definitely bring that list. Or a lot of people yeah. now they have it on their yeah. their phones yeah. with an app or something like that. So it's kind of made it a little bit easier. But definitely, yeah, because it's so easy to, to go into the back issue bins and go, "Do I have this issue?" <laughs> <laughs> we've all, yeah, we've all done it. We've all yeah. bought multiple issues of the same thing, right. and you're like, "God damn it!" Um, and oh, and I, as usual, I will have prizes uh, to give out uh, at when we do our recording. Uh, so we'll do. Uh, didn't it didn't go so effectively last year because I didn't prepare as well as I could have been. Uh, but we, I will have a raffle with some some goodies, and there's some really good goodies this year. So, ooh, banana flavored <laughs> right. Star Joe's condoms, nice. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I saw the invoice. Um, so yeah, so two hundred. It's hard to miss two hundred and fifty dollars worth of banana flavored Star Joe's Well, the, the episode is does involve an RHP. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's right. uh, uh, everything I can think of. Is there anything else you guys wanted to <laughs> mention? Before I think we already have. <laughs> Kind of threw him for a loop. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. It sounds like we covered pretty much everything. Just have fun with it, guys. I mean, you know, a lot of times you're taking a little mini vacation or time off work to hang out with friends and do something that you really like and enjoy. Just have fun with so, it. So, Chuck, you said you had a, a little firing range for us to go over. Yeah, I was off today, so I knew we were going to record. So I put together a little quick firing okay. range questions for you guys here. Uh, some may be better than others. Some may stick around like the hot debate of if Chewy is a sidekick or not, or right. blueberry or chocolate chip muffin. They might go down in history of those questions, or they might just get passed over <laughs> okay. and never talk Fair about enough. it again. All right, so here we go. Uh, speaking of uh, football, college Ooh. football or NFL, which one do you like better? For me, For me, college football. Fair enough. I would say college football too. All right. Uh, the A team or Knight Rider? I got to go Knight Rider. A team. That's a tough one, though. Oh, I said A team. I got to go A team. Yeah. You guys hate Kit. Okay. You guys hate Kit. What about you, John? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, the General Lee or Smokey and the Bandits Trans Am? I got to go, go Bandit also. <laughs> Going General Lee, and I hate you both. <laughs> but I, I can certainly understand yeah. the appeal. I, Netflix. I All right. Uh, Netflix or Hulu? Uh, yeah, Netflix. Duncan. Yeah, I think I go Netflix, too. Uh, I don't Dunkin drink Donuts much coffee, so yeah, Starbucks Dunkin', is too expensive. Dunkin' Donuts, because I don't drink I think Dunkin', too. I don't drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they do offer other items besides yeah. coffee, guys. I know you guys aren't big coffee drinkers. Coke uh, Zero. Takes me to my next one, coffee tea. or tea. Uh, if it's tea, it's be sweet tea, ice sweet tea. <laughs> I, I, all right. 
I, I do like I do love tea. Yeah. I do not like coffee, right. but I love tea, I, so I definitely go tea. Yeah, I I love I love both, and it actually depends on my mood. I I love both. Oh. Uh, I was going to say, I'll go Wendy's. Wendy's. <laughs> I can't eat red meat anymore. So <laughs> those are the two options. I know either one of them are great. Those are the two options: just Burger go, King or uh, McDonald's. Yeah, I. Mm. <laughs> Even before, well, if you right, yeah. Back then, well, yeah, back then but it was before, well, then it was white before castle. that time oh. when you were a younger man um, in your twenties. All right. Yeah, I go McDonald's out of those two, but I'll, I'll go McDonald's only for the breakfast. Them both. I'll go for the egg McMuffin. Yeah, I think I would go McDonald's slightly because of the breakfast yeah. options. Coke. Yeah, breakfast options. Yeah. All Coke. right. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Nice Coke. Uh, I I actually like both, but yeah, Coke's fine. Cake or donuts? I'll take a donut. I, I, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm a donut I don't know which one do I want. Yeah, I, I would I would say donuts yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. A good that. Boston. I love me a good nice. Boston cream. So triple donut. <laughs> yeah, and a <laughs> Cleveland steamer. That's a I got different. you. <laughs> bacon. Yeah, it's a it's a different donut shop altogether. Uh, bacon, bacon or sausage. Everything everything's better with bacon. Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> trifecta exactly except right. cholesterol <laughs> checks they seem to be worse with bacon nah neither uh pancakes or waffles, waffles. not big on the breakfast pastry nah. Nah. Yeah, i'm going i'm going pancakes pudding pudding all right uh pudding or jello Ooh, nachos pudding, yeah. that's a good one though all right nachos. hot pretzels or nachos i like it i like it that is a good one <laughs> Struck a nerve with John on that one, yeah. I got, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the hot pretzels. Oh, I love those hot pretzels; those are awesome. Uh, Italian Ooh. food or Chinese food? I'll go Italian, but if you would give me Italian or Mexican, that would have been a tougher decision. <laughs> fries. Okay. I'm going to go Italian over Chinese myself. Uh, French fries or onion rings? Damn. <laughs> These are the probing questions uh, we I'm ask. I'm going to go yeah. French fries, but man, I love me a good onion ring. Hot wings. I do too, but I'm going to go fries, yeah. Uh, barbecue wings or hot wings? Barbecue. I think I'm going barbecue too, yeah. I, I, I get, I'm get. i getting yeah. a little older now. The hot wing stays with me a little bit longer. <laughs> get the upset, I get the upset stomach at, at night. Friends. Get a little bit of the heartburn and stuff, so yeah. Uh, friends or how I met your mother. I'm going to go friends, but I love both shows. Yes. I'm going to go friends, but I love Barney. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to go Tetris. All right. Uh, Tetris. Tetris or Pac-Man. I think I am too. I thought Pac-Man thought about squeaked it, one of you guys out, but no, I'm going to go Tetris. Yeah. I don't swim at all. All right. Uh, swimming pool or swimming pool. swim at the beach in the, so ocean. I'll go to the beach. So I can at least sit on sit on the sand. I mean, I, I love going on the beach and the sand and everything, but if I'm going to go swimming, I, I'd rather just go in a pool. Uh, dogs. Uh, cats or dogs? That's not even a question for me. <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan of either. I have we yeah, have a. I cat. would go dogs. We too, coexist. The cats, so I'm a little biased. Which I think most I think most people do with cats, but yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So you're going cat. <laughs> I've never been a fan of yeah. We've never been a fan of each other necessarily. Yeah, you're not really a fan of theirs. They're not a fan of yours. You just coexist. Yeah. Marvel. Right. All right. You son of Marvel a bitch. comics or DC. This came up. This came up once before, and I said I chose Marvel because they did better '80s property comics. Yeah, I'm going Marvel. GI Joe for crying out loud. And they had robotics. And Thundercats at Star. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I mean, shit. I don't think. I, I think that's an image comic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, show's over. Ryan's got a poop. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's image. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go DC <laughs> because my top two favorite characters are from DC. So I'll go DC. All right. All right. That's that's kind of all I had right there, guys. Yeah. yeah. So there were some good ones in there. Stopping made you think a little bit. There right. were some uh, some duds in there, but we don't always we don't always uh, bat a thousand, so we're good. Right. <laughs> They're not all gems. They're not all gems. Yeah. I think the coffee tea one would have been better if you guys would have actually drank yeah, coffee. But no, that's not going to happen. I tried it many times. It just doesn't just doesn't work for me. Yeah, but no. So, uh, anything else you guys wanted? To that's okay. Talk about or <laughs> you can't be re- no no. You can't be right all the time. And you de- <laughs> and you definitely are not right all the time. So I'm, I'm gonna- good. <laughs> Oh no! No kidding! No um, kidding! Yeah. Yeah. Any John? Anything else you wanted to mention before we uh, call it a night? Okay. Cool. Uh, I did want to give one shout. Out. I mentioned it to the guys before uh, we recorded. I did want to give it just a nice shout out to Diana Davis, who is a huge GI Joe fan. She's a huge Duke fan. Uh, just because of being a good humanitarian, um, she found a cat in uh, hanging outside her house and everything that had mange, it was in bad shape. Uh, and she just, uh, wanted to make sure it got taken care of. Um, so she, uh, started taking care of it, kept providing it some food and everything else, gave it a little place that it could sleep outside and everything and, and arranged to go see a vet. And, uh, she reached out to people she knew just saying, Hey, if, you know, there's going to be some medical bills and stuff like that. And, uh, I also want to find this thing a good home and everything else. Well, it seems like the, uh, no one, unfortunately, that lived close to her was able to take it. There's a lot of people that said, hey, if I lived closer, I definitely would take the cat. Um, but it's on the road to recovery. Uh, it seems like it got the medical treatment it needs. It's looking better and better every day. She's been posting on Facebook, uh, you know, videos and pictures of it and everything. Uh, it seems like she has adopted it uh, herself. Uh, it, and with her being a Duke fan, it has an appropriate name, which is Con- Conrad Mauser. Uh, so I thought that was clever. Uh, but yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to give her a shout out because I think it's awesome yeah. that she did this. Uh, that, that cat is, it, it was a senior cat. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. It was a senior yeah. cat. And it was in bad it, shape. It's finally going to have a, yeah, it it's finally really going to have shape. the home it, it deserves to have that the pet deserves to have. So, um, and I'm going out on a yes. limb and saying that she is a dog person oh, yeah. because she's got she does two have them. a uh, so, bulldog. Yeah, so she's she's definitely a dog, right? So, but now she may be now yeah. now she may be a cat person. I don't I know. But think I'm going there's even some allergies in the house for cats. Person. So she's really going out of her way to take care of this thing. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, kudos. So, 
Nice job. Um, and uh, Chuck, how can people find you? Where 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 are you about? <laughs> no, I am off the fucking grid, baby. <laughs> no, I, I'm in a hole just due to uh, you know right. restraining orders and stuff. No, I'm yeah, Facebook pretty much. I interact with Facebook uh, group chat with a lot of people. Right, uh, just you guys, but nobody else. Um, Twitter, yeah. that's Facebook. Twitter is probably the most easiest way to find me. Leave a message at the Star Joe's uh, voicemail. Right. Ryan or forward it to me. I'll never get right. to it. You'll, but you'll just get to leave it. one. Sure. Why I mean, not? I'll make sure you get to it. You know, I'll make sure that you hear about it one day. Um, John, how can they you know, find again, you? I'm selling out. But uh, if you uh, if you want to hear my other show, it's the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. <laughs> HR Social Hour Podcast dot Podbean dot com. If you leave a review on iTunes, I will give you a gift. I recognize those of you that are listening, going, "You son of a bitch! Why have you sent gifts yet?" I'm going to do it. I guarantee it. It will be good. I promise it will be good. You will be pleased. Uh, those of you coming to Baltimore, I'm bringing your gifts there and the others I will get out. But again, uh, if you're a Star Joe's listener and you leave a review and let me know, I will get you on that list. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter, John, J-O-N underscore Thurman, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. And um, on Facebook, send me a note there. LinkedIn, send me a note there. I'm everywhere. I'm just selling out like a son of a bitch. <laughs> no, 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 right. my friend. John, are those, I'm giving, are listen, those gifts I'm giving away or are they office supplies? Chuck, I'm giving away original art, staplers, I'm giving away figures, paper clips, and I'm stuff making it because Star Joe's they worthy. are. So, John, John, if my you buddy. really want that, I can set you up with those too. <laughs> I'll, I'll need some paper clips and a uh, Sharpie. <laughs> no, I'm good. Thank you. We're good. I appreciate it. I'm going to have to Great. check out the podcast now to get some free swag. Uh, it's good. I've listened to it. It's good. I don't, I don't, I don't get to keep up with it as much as I'd like, but I don't get to keep up with it with any podcast as much as I would like. So, um, but not, well, I, of, course, I, I, of course I was going to check listeners it out. John, in both camps yeah, now, which so... is really, really exciting. And <laughs> I think I've gotten some people to check this show out. So it's very weird. It's very, very weird. It's and I'm hoping weird. that somebody that listens to the HR social hour will find yes. me at Baltimore and that will really blow my mind. I'm going to be pumping that up. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh my God. You should have t-shirts, John. Well, uh, you can find, uh, star Joe's at star Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher radio, all that fun stuff. Pod chaser, Patreon, uh, you can get extra episodes of Star Joe's, uh, for as low as $3 a month through Patreon. And I've been cranking out those episodes as much as these ones. I've been having a lot of Star Joe's stuff coming out lately. And I'm very excited and very happy about that. Um, finally had a video release last week. I'm going to, by the time this co- episode comes out, I'll have at least one, if not two, uh, more videos come out. Uh, I did a video review of the first special missions episode, uh, issue. Uh, when this comes out, there'll also be a, my thoughts on the Thundercats Roar cartoon that's coming out. Um, and, uh, I have even more, uh, like, uh, comic reviews that are going to be coming out. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can check all that stuff out on YouTube, Patreon, and like I said, starjoes.com and iTunes and all that. 
Uh, leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. We have not had a voicemail in a long time, so leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air, and we will uh, respond to it. Uh, email us. You can email us questions. It's at star, it's starjoespodcast at gmail.com. We haven't had anyone email in a while. Like, ask us anything. Do do what Chuck just did. Just rattle off a bunch of this or that. We'll have a blast doing that type of stuff. So, um, and uh, we're on Twitter at Starjoes Podcast at Gmail uh, or Starjoes at Starjoes Podcast. Uh, on uh, Instagram, Instagram's where I post any comics that I'm reading and my thoughts on that on those issues. I also post any updates about episodes and stuff like that as they come out on Instagram as well. Uh, we got the group page and the fan page on Facebook. Second, you asked to join the uh, group page. I will approve it. In fact, I just approved somebody new uh, while we were doing this episode. So that's pretty awesome. And uh, that is about all I can think of. There's Star Joe's merchandise. Just go to the Star Joe's page and you'll find it. Uh, but with that, I don't know who's going to close this episode after me, but I'm just going to go ahead and say the force will be because with you. knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.